Hello and welcome to episode 13 of Understanding Aristotle. In this episode we'll be looking at chapters 8 and 9 from book 2 of the Nicomachean Ethics. So Aristotle begins this section or this chapter by just reiterating again that there are three kinds of dispositions. Uh, two are vices, so excess and deficiency, and one is a virtue, which is the mean or the intermediate that he's been speaking about. So on one hand, they are opposed, the extremes are opposed to the mean, and the mean is opposed to the two extremes, but also that their mean is also relative to the extremes. So the mean is considered excessive when viewed from the deficient end of the spectrum, uh, but it is also then deficient uh, when viewed from the excessive end. So to explain this concept, Aristotle uses the example of bravery, rash and cowardly behaviour or men. So for the brave man appears rash relative to the coward and cowardly relative to the rash man and similarly temperate man appears self-indulgent relative to the insensible man, insensible relative to the self-indulgent and vice versa and onwards with his other examples. So if I just focus on the rashness, braveness and cowardice example. So if they have that on a spectrum, you would have the brave man as the mean in the middle on the spectrum. Down one end, you would have the rash man for being overly brave and overconfident. And then at the other end of the spectrum, down the bottom end, you would have the coward. So while the mean is the virtue, if we go from where the rash man is standing, he would look at the brave man as a deficiency. And if we looked at the cowardice, he would see the brave man as excessive. So this idea again is repeated with his Aristotle talking about self-indulgence and liberal and prodigal men, that it would, depends on the mean as being in the middle, but you can look at it from both ends of the spectrum and see as an excessive or a deficiency. He then goes on to say that the greatest contrary is that of the extremes to each other rather than to the intermediate. So from one extreme down to the other extreme is the greatest issue or, or gap, because at least if it's one extreme to the intermediate, it's a smaller proportion. So from one extreme to the other, so from rashness down to cowardness, for example, is the most largest extreme. So there's two reasons for why we are drawn towards one over the other or towards one extreme uh, than the intermediate. And it's because virtues are more closely aligned to one of their accompanying vices. And we tend to naturally gravitate towards the vice that is least like the virtue. So in the example of rashness is thought like and nearer to courage and cowardice is more unlike, we oppose rather the latter to courage. And we also tend more naturally towards pleasures and hence are more easily carried away towards self-indulgence than towards propriety. So while we have the mean of, you know, the middle of being between self-indulgence and propriety, we will naturally head towards the vice of self-indulgence as we naturally lend more towards uh, pleasures than sitting in the middle with temperance or down the other end of propriety.
We then come to chapter 9 where Aristotle says that moral virtue is a mean then and in what sense it is so, it is that it is means between two vices, the one involving excess, the other deficiency and that is such because it characterised to aim at what is intermediate in passions and in actions has been sufficiently stated. Hence also it is no easy task to be good. So here we have the reiterated argument from Aristotle that moral virtue is the mediate state of character between two vices. Uh, depending upon what the vice is and what passions it relates to, but it is the mean or the intermediate that is the moral virtue we should be aiming for. But he acknowledges it's no easy task to be good, for in everything it is no easy task to find the middle. So it's quite difficult to find the middle virtuous spot of these uh, excessive and deficiencies. So he says it's easy to that one can get angry, or give or spend money, but to do this to the right person, to the right extent, at the right time, with the right motive and in the right way, that is not for everyone, nor is it easy, wherefore goodness is both rare and laudable and noble. So hence he who claims as the, at the intermediate must first depart from what is more contrary to it. So always seek to avoid cowardice and self-indulgence and try to aim at the intermediate. So then Aristotle sort of says that we must consider the things towards that which we ourselves are so easily carried away. For some of us tend to one thing, some to another, and this will be recognisable from pleasure and pain we feel. We must drag ourselves away to the contrary extreme, for we shall get into intermediate state by drawing well away from error, as people do straightening sticks that are bent. So he's saying that we need to consider our own individual nature, that it's going to be subjective to ourself, but by considering our own responses to pleasure and pain and, and what we tend towards as an excessive behaviour or a deficient behaviour, uh, I shouldn't say behaviour, state of character, <laughs> uh, we can therefore more likely be aware of finding the mean and have a clearer idea of the vices which we're inclined towards more naturally and have the you know intelligence and and forethought and, and temperance to be able to draw back towards the mean of our virtues. So we must always be on guard against pleasure because it's we have a natural tendency to gravitate towards pleasure. Uh, and if we are aware of this, we're less likely to stray from the mean of pleasure. So Aristotle does acknowledge that this is no doubt difficult. We sometimes praise those who fall short and call them good-tempered, but sometimes we praise those who get angry and call them manly. So we also, you know, have this difficult element of being able to recognise the virtuous mean. So while we sometimes praise those who are inclined towards vices, we rarely blame the individual who deviates little from goodness. So the man, however, who deviates a little from goodness is not blamed, where he should do so in the direction of moral or of the less, but only the man who deviates more widely, for he does not fail to be noticed. So when people, I guess, go a little bit either side of the, the virtuous mean, we, we don't really blame them as much as somebody who deviates quite widely to the excessive part or the deficiency part. However, Aristotle says it's not easy to figure out to what extent the man has to deviate to become blameworthy because it's not easy to determine. 
So then it displaying the intermediate state is all things to be praised, but we must incline sometimes towards the excess, sometimes towards the deficiency, for so shall we most easily hit the mean and what is right. So he's ultimately ending here that sometimes we might have to sway a little bit to the excessive side, sway a little bit to the deficiency side to ultimately end up hitting the mean and the intermediate of what is morally virtuous and good and right, as opposed to going excessively one side or the other and being blamed for being too excessive or too deficient.